Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God. Thank you. Hallelujah. The Lord is here. The presence is here. Hallelujah. The Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. This is the day. Hallelujah. Not tomorrow, not next week. This day, he made for you and me. And I, I make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to do Psalm 98. I'm patience, Hagen. Amen. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sights of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love. And faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth. Break forth into joy your song. And sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre. With the lyre and the sound of melody. With the trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the king, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, let everything that has breath. He didn't say everybody or every being, but everything, even the trees. Jesus Christ said that the stones can rise up and praise him if we don't. Hallelujah. This morning, I don't think we want the stones to praise him or at praise us. Hallelujah. Let's lift our voices with our hearts to the king of glory. He's been good to us. Father, we thank you. King of glory, prince of peace, ancient of days, our Lord, our God. What can we possibly do without you? You are the reason for our living. You are our refuge. Your name is a strong tower. We run into it and we are safe. Thank you for your presence here this morning. Let your joy fill our hearts. Let our praises be a sweet-smelling fragrance before you. And may you inhabit our praise this morning. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. that your love is so personal that you would leave the 99 just to meet the one where they're at. To pursue us when we feel like we're not pursuable. When we're so shut down and so closed off that we can't feel you. But you're there. Lord, help us to see that. Lord, show us right now where you are in these times, in this season. And I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. Thank you, Jesus, for your love and your sacrifice, Father God, and for the opportunity we get to, to worship you together and that we've grown as a body, God, for all that you've taught every single one of us over the last four years together as a body. So much healing, so much restoration, so much joy, there's been sorrow, there's been so much that we've gotten to experience with you, God. So we're just so grateful this morning to be together, to be a family. We praise you for what you've done, God. We remember and reflect on what you've done and who you are this morning. And let us continue in that posture this whole week, Father God. Let today be just a time of remembrance of you, how good you are all the time, how faithful you are. We trust you, God. We trust you, God, and we lean on you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How's everybody doing? Awesome. Today we turn four. In, in honor of four-year-olds everywhere, whenever anybody asks us how old we are, we have to do this, okay? How old's River City? And then you can pick your nose if you want. It's totally cool. Let's think about the, what happens to a four-year-old when they turn four, right? Like, I'm trying to think of this signpost as a church, you know? Um, my kids still wore diapers after that, but we're not going to share that with them. <laughs> no. You know, what do you do, though? I think you can maybe... You can maybe get in the bath by yourself if you're a four-year-old. You can start fixing your own meals. No? You should be able to read Greek if you're a Turner. Um, but as a church that's four years old, right, like, we're still a kind of a baby, right? But we've been around for four years. It's four years we've been together. That's so great. Four years. Somebody's saying it's the number for creation. Somebody's saying it's the number for open doors. I just think it's how old we are right now, and... I'm excited that we get to continue in Smyrna. And so today's a very different day. Um, but I wanted to start by pausing and saying thank you to Jesus for where he's gotten us. So, yeah, just clap. Do whatever you need to do. Now, specifically speaking, this space downstairs that we're going to walk into all together in a little bit represents six months of fasting, praying, waiting, waiting more, waiting some more, not trying to do our own thing, listening, waiting some more, praying together, waiting, and then seeing God provide. It's what Jordan preached last week. It's look for a man in the city carrying water jugs and he will lead you to a room I've prepared for you. This is the room that Jesus has prepared for us. And 
Are you asking, you want to ask a question right now? You feel like this is a great time to do that, right? Like this is the time I should ask a question right now, right? What's it? What is it? Is there any other what? To ask questions after service at home when we're together as a family? <laughs> it's rain it in, okay? It's true. It's awesome. Awesome. Only pastor's kids, right? Awesome. I love you very much, Noah. But please be quiet right now. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to read you a couple things first. Mark chapter 14. Can you pull this up? So when we talked about this space, I feel specific that there are three things about this. One, that it is a table in Smyrna, that it is a place that is very common but we've seen through passages of scripture that Jesus can make common things sacred, right? Instead of trying to take sacred into the city and demand that people respect our sacred, we see through the scriptures that Jesus takes these common places and touches them in only the way that he can and brings extreme life out of them. This is the idea of that space, that we would be awake and aware to see what God does in the common places, right? We won't be putting River City Church's name on that space. We won't try and brag about, look what River City's done now. We will truly walk into this with humility, waiting for the Lord to do all of it, not building our own plan. I think that's very important. And so another thing, it's for is for serving, right? A table is for what, right? Like, it's for serving one another. This is a place for us to serve together. I really feel like actually through prayer this morning, God was sharing with me that many of you will actually step into your identity that you really didn't know before, not because of works, but because things are going to line up for you in a way that helps things come out that you need to see how he works through you. And that this will be a season if we're aware that he does that. And then the last thing is, it's a space for dreaming, right? Like, this is a space to dream. We don't have to put ministry in any kind of box that it's already been in. We also don't have to do the thing that's super crazy that no one's behind and Jesus didn't tell us to do. But we can dream together, right? Like, we can dream about what would God do here? We can do that together. That's the funnest thing for me. So Mark chapter 14, I want to read you this passage. I told you this last week. I was going to select this passage to read today. It's exactly where we are in Mark. I didn't have to make that happen. That's one of those Jesus jukes where we just show up and he's already speaking. If you want to know more about this passage, a couple months ago we did a, a series called My Beloved. It's all about this. But for today, we're just going to read it together. I'm going to share something. And as they were eating, he took the bread, and after blessing it, he broke it. And he gave it to them and said, take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. A couple things here that are really important. As they were eating, doing, a common, doing just a common thing, Jesus comes in and does the miraculous Jesus stuff. And I love how he uses a meal and brings his godness into a meal, which is what we all do, right? We all have a meal how many times a day? Three, Noah, four, right? Some of you guys, five, second dinners. He takes these common things and you see how he brings into it chosenness, blessedness, brokenness, and giving of people. He uses those spaces to actually do exactly what the gospel is calling us to do. We keep looking for temples to share the gospel. He is, he's trying to share the gospel through common spaces. He's trying to do it in your workspace. He's trying to do it on the baseball field. He's trying to do it in your home, in common spaces. 
And I want to watch him do that through our church over the next few years. Second passage, this is Romans 12, and this is from the message, okay? We don't typically use the message as a, as a passage, but I like the way this is phrased, so Eugene Peterson was onto something with this. It's going to take a minute, and I want you to absorb this. So everybody take a deep breath in. Now breathe out. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-informed maturity in you. I'm speaking to you out of a deep gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you, living then, as every one of you does, in pure grace. It's important that you do not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. So good. In this way, we are like various parts of the human body. This is you and me. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. A thumb is not important sitting on the side of the road. A thumb is beautiful on a body, right? You can go to the next one. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. If you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. If you help, just help. Don't take over. If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful that you don't get too bossy. If you're put in charge, don't manipulate. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. Keep a smile on your face. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for, for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Practice playing, like Alan Iverson voice. Practice playing second fiddle. So good. Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled in a flame. Be alert servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians. Be inventive in hospitality. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. I'm going to say that one again. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Well, you don't know. Like an instant. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Don't make them be happy when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. 
Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everyone. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. Our scripture tells us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch. Or if he's thirsty, get him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. That, my friends, is a beautiful passage of scripture. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if you just read the word and that was enough every Sunday? Like, there's a story about this ministry in... Uh, a friend of mine's a missionary that he just got up to read a passage of scripture to a group of people who have never read scripture before and they were weeping and trying to get over chairs to get close to him. Our gospel is so common to us that we, we forget the power and the beauty of it to people who have never heard. They're literally trying to get to the front of the room just to hear more, right? Weeping, climbing over chairs. So, amen. So today, why am I reading you these passages? As you walk into that space in a minute, prayerfully, and I I encourage all of you to do that with us, right? Like some of the most beautiful things we can do as a body are these things that are kind of outside the norm, that aren't just come, worship, listen to a message, go home, and truly participate. This passage talks about how each of us has a role, each of us has a gift. Each of us is like a part of a body, Christ's body. So as you walk into this space, I'm asking that you ask the Lord, how do I serve here? Maybe God's called you to the sacred portion of this building. That's this room. That's this. This is sacred. We don't want to sugarcoat what happens in here. People need to pray. People need the Lord. People need to worship. People need to know that God is good. People need to understand confession. People need to chase after God. Maybe God's called you into this. Maybe God's called you into that. Be open in prayer. And then lastly, we're asking for a good amount of money to get things done. I don't like asking for money. If you know anything about me, it's a part of my history that I'm not super comfortable with. I've been a part of mega churches that have asked for ridiculous amounts of money, and you have no idea where the money's going. We're not trying to do that. So we have spent this past week, line by line, specifically Jordan, getting quotes and estimates for exactly what we're trying to put into it, and we have presented that to you today. You will see exactly what we're trying to do. And as you pray, I pray that you ask the Lord for one week, from now until next Sunday, if you should partner in this. And I'll just say this, if you don't tithe... I would rather you just start tithing than give to this. That would be better. Like if we had, it would be much easier as a church to be able to kind of figure out where we're going if everybody tithed. But this isn't tithe. This is, let's be generous people, right? Me and Sarah are going to do it. We're going to split it over five months, and it won't hurt that bad. It will be sacrificial for us, but I'm excited to do it. I'm just praying that you would be too, that you would understand that we don't do this without you guys giving towards it. So um, I hate doing that. I hate asking for extra money, but we don't do this without you guys, okay? And God will do what we want him to do. And like last time, if we don't have the money, we can't do it. And so I'm asking you to pray. And as we go down in the space, you'll have more of an idea of why we need it. But I'm going to give you some practicals about going down there. One, be present today. When we can celebrate together, celebrate together. This is one of those days. It's our birthday, and God just gave us a space, right? Let's be happy and joyful and merry and dance together down there. We don't have to really dance, but let's do something metaphorically like that, all right? We can do that down there. Two, as you walk in, we're going to ask you to gather around the faux stage area, and we're going to sing a couple songs together. We're going to sing a hymn, 
like they did in this passage, and then we're going to sing God of this city because it's perfect for today, okay? And I have personally written the words on the windows downstairs. It's beautiful topography, if that's what we're calling it, but it's not as beautiful as Shannon's, which are on the whiteboards. You'll see. Um, And then after that, we're going to give you 15 minutes to walk around and to do some interactive prayers We're asking you to write on the whiteboards. We're asking you to pray together. We're asking you to dream in this space. Does that make sense? All right. So if you have kids that are already in classes, at the end of service, which will be a little earlier today, before we have cake and popcorn together for our birthday, we will send you back up to get your kids. They will stay up here until then. Everybody else in here can go down. Does that make sense? All right. So I'm going to pray for this. I'm going to send you down. There's people guiding us down. You have to go out the front and in the front door of Ozone, right? And I thought this was actually neat. I just got to say this. Before service, somebody prayed. This space used to be known to enhance the appearance of the body, right? So that was the previous. Now, the space will be known for the body-serving Smyrna. That is beautiful to me. That's such a redemptive story of God. And if you have a gym and you go to, that's not a big, calm down, right? It's good to take care of the temple. But you don't want to be too good looking, right? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. So, Father, we thank you for every good gift. God, we're just a blessed church right now. That's all I can say is today I just look at these faces. I see these people, the kids in here. I love the feel of this church. I love that it feels like home and family, and we can slow down to love one another well. Help us to be thankful, to dream, and to do this unified as we walk down to that space. Help us to get excited. You're about to do things that Smyrna has never seen. You're about to serve this city, and we're going to co-labor with you. And we're thankful for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.